Before we get started though, I have a question. I have a food question. Um, I feel like I always have to ask something food related, um, mostly because I didn't eat breakfast. Um, I wanted to know what's something that you eat um, that other folks think is weird that you hate having to defend? Cause yeah, mine is tripe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I was just telling folks that I'm pescatarian, but I can still I can still eat some tripe. Yeah, my body can process that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know cow foot was like that until I saw that cow foot was like I don't, there's a couple of things. I, I like to mix pretzels in almost like any sweet thing. And I know that's not that weird, but like my level of love is the thing that borderlines weird. Uh, you see, I gotta tap in and I'm not even supposed to be eating dairy, but we just gonna have to. I ain't gonna lie. I ran out of uh, milk yesterday and I had some cereal with some coconut water. And it was kind of weak, but like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, like I understood why somebody might do that. So, I, have you heard of people like, doing that? Nah. <laughs> it was like a, <laughs> it's like a last resort type situation. <laughs> he said, no, I, no haven't I haven't. I just invented this. No. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, you know. I had a little bit of milk, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Did you put the little bit of milk as well? Yeah, I put the That's little bit of milk at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already know, it's your girl Naira, and this is Shit Talks. What's good, everybody? It's Naira, and we're back for another episode of Shit Talks. I got some guests here with me. Want to tell us who y'all are? Yeah, uh, McCoffley. Uh, yeah, Chicago. Chicago born. Uh, founder of Fortune House. Period. You said that so, like, chill. Like, I'm the founder of a art, you know, organization, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is Fortune House? From Ghana. Uh, Shoe is a creative company. Um, you know, we started something that's around br bringing ideas to life. So that's kind of what we do. We got an art center on the low end. Uh, kind of do everything under the sun. Period. Shout out to Fortune House. And you are? Yeah. My name is David Johnson. Um, I am the uh, founder and executive director of True Chicago um, and also the co-founder and um, executive director of Kindred. Um, so True Chicago is a ecosystem for young artists. The mission is to uh, just empower young artists to own their creative future, um, to have ownership of you know what's possible for them with their talents. And then uh, with Kindred, really the focus is just being a, a guide to help brands have healthy relationships with communities. Um, and we do that through all kinds of um, you know, cultural consulting, but then also creative executions as well. All right. Thank you guys for humoring me. So cool. Um, so where are y'all families from? Where are y'all families from? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult, like, cause my mama's side from Ghana, but like really from Nigeria, like we just like one or two generations Ghana, and then my pops is descendant, like a descendant of slavery. So um, we got family like in Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, like kind of all over the place. Like people stopped in different places. So um, it'd be hard to really say where we from for real, but from a whole bunch of places. But right now, like family Chicago, family Ghana, other, you know. Some here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's beautiful. And what about you? Where are some states that folks are 
Absolutely. Um, actually, just the we last weekend before this past one was in, at a family reunion in Cotton Plant, Mississippi, mm -hmm. which is where my people are originally from. Um, so it's kind of strange. My mom was adopted um, into a, a black family that lived in Harvey. And I say a black family because she's half Jewish and half black. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that circumstance, she was living with the Jewish family. And once, you know, her skin started to get darker and her hair started to curl, they were like, well, we should find a different place for you. Um, so she wound up in Harvey in the South suburbs and then my dad's, um, side that was in cotton plant eventually, you know, the same great migration story wound up, um, in Chicago and specifically in Harvey as well. So both sides of my family come from, come from there. Nice. Um, so is like family history or culture something that's like Per, that was automatically presented to y'all as something that y'all just regularly talked about? Or is it something that y'all had to seek for yourselves? Yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting because for my pop side of the family, uh, probably when I was a shorty, it's crazy. I actually just found like a film picture um, of me when I was like a little kid. Um, my parents had did like a kind of like an exhibition at my mama's store. Uh, well, my cousin did uh, with a book that she made which like had my family history in, like in it on my like grandfather's side like the Boone family um and that literally broke down like the tree going back like five generations so seeing that as a shorty I think was very like reaffirming and less confusing because like especially just on like the black American side like we get the encompassing term of slavery mm -hmm. and it's kind of just like hard to know like what that actually means like uh you know chronologically mm -hmm. just because it's like so it seems like it was such a long time ago but really it's only like five generations mm -hmm. or so like i'm 23 so like i think probably like you know that's like four four or five generations because mm -hmm. my pops is like you know, his late fifties, he's the youngest in his family. So I got like an older family type situation. So I feel like it was just like presented, you know, presented to me early, just the idea of like the, you know, whole family tree, you know, situation. So I think that was always cool. And like going to Tennessee and like kicking it with like my, you know, my great aunt out there when I was a shorty was always like, okay, I'm not just from Chicago, mm -hmm. but then of course, like I got, family in Chicago. Um, so I think that side was always like interesting to kind of, you know, just experience and learn. And then like my mama's side, like all my cousins live over, you know, overseas. So sometimes like I have a couple cousins that have come and live with us, um, you know, for sometimes months, sometimes, you know, they stay for like a year, then get another place and then just move in. So um, we've always kind of made like an extension of the crib here in Chicago, um, but my mom's also the only one of her siblings that live here. So mm -hmm. that was all. It took me like going back to Ghana when I was 14 to kind of like physically reconnect with everybody. So mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's interesting. It's kind of like all over the place, just like learning about all of that stuff. But um, yes, yeah, it is. I feel like pretty blessed to know like what village I could go back to. Mm -hmm. And then also like to some 
extent, like, you know, what stops my family have made, like, different places and shit. Because I got aunties in, like, my auntie live in South Carolina, too, and it's, like, history there as well, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's very real. Yeah, similarly, um, my my mom is one of two of her not, like, eight siblings that's here, and then none of my dad's siblings ever came to the States, so it's, like, we have to, like, go out of our way to be, like, who the hell is this person? And like, what are these things? And what are what do all these things mean? Because there's like this like level of separation created by distance, right? That also is like, oh, we're not just casually having conversations about these things in our day to day life because those people are not like around us, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely feel that. Yeah, Facts. for sure. And what about you? Yeah, um, I mean, back to the original question: Was it something we had to find, or is it presented? Mm -hmm. I would say that there was aspects of it that was presented to me as far as family history. Um, but, you know, out of four grandparents, I only had blood relation to one, and that's my, my, my dad's father, so my granddaddy on my, on my dad's side. Mm -hmm. And he is the one who's from Cotton Plant, Mississippi. Um, and honestly, he told me a lot of stories just kind of sitting around at the house sort of a vibe like yeah you know this reminds me of the time when i was you know driving in mississippi doing this or like you know he'd always tell you know all these crazy stories but i would say for the most part it's something that i had to go out and find to put the pieces together um and really understand what the story is and so I've been on that journey, I would say, for about the last five or six years to really like, you know, going into genealogies and um, what I have found out, the, the oldest fam family member that I know of is a guy by the name of Wiley Johnson. And he is my great, great grandfather. And um, I believe he went and fought in the Civil War, you know, went up from Cotton Plant all the way to fight in um for um the colored infantry in the union army and you know survived that i think found his wife wound up coming back to cotton plant and then you know him and his son bought land they bought 1200 um or 120 acres for 1200 dollars in cotton plant and our family still has a little bit of that land um so that was passed down and um, that's kind of the most of, of what I know before that. That's why it's amazing when I hear you say, like, I could say the village, like, I, for me, it's more of like, when I think of that, it's almost like that's like a ghost family mm -hmm. because somehow that would exist for me too. I just have no way of finding that out. Like, do we feel like it's important to leave a paper trail? Like, does it feel important? And by paper trail, I mean, like, does it feel important to, like, pass things to one another um, in any way, shape, or form? Does it not matter? I think it matters. I think it matters a lot. Um, and I think it has generational shaping capabilities. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're telling us things about things that happened in your family. It's because somebody told you. Like, you weren't there in the 70s. But somebody told you what happened in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And so now you know and that that information is, is passing on. However, when it comes to like, you know, doing that in a solidified way, whether it's through land or whether it's through like even physically writing out the family story or whatever, 
Um, my, one of my friends who is an incredible um, black psychiatrist who talks about like, you know, this process of storytelling within black families specifically, she always talks about there's a, um, there's a crisis in the hierarchy of needs. And what she means when she's talking about that is like, you know, think about your families, your parents grind growing up, like the things that they just had to do on a daily basis that you didn't realize how difficult they were until you became a person who was paying bills and trying to do your thing. And my, I think about my granddaddy, my grandfather on my dad's side, you know, he'd work three jobs trying to support 11 kids. And after his first six kids were born, his wife died. And he had to, you know, figure out what he was going to do. Got remarried, had five more kids. Um, but the idea of, like, the hierarchy of needs, like, he literally didn't have the capacity to, like, sit down and write down the family story mm -hmm. because of the demands on his life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's shared, you know, with any working class folks, but I think it is magnified with the black circumstance a lot of times because they're like how do you pass on a story you don't have time to tell mm -hmm. and that's that's the way that i think of it is like absolutely it's paramount to continue continuing to exist and continuing to share who you are with the next generation so that they can know who they are mm -hmm. however i think that a lot of times the difficulty in identifying ourselves as black people comes from this crisis of uh, the hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Like what I need to do is figure out how we're going to get food on this table. Mm -hmm. What I need to do is figure out how these children are going to have a, a, an education. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I'm going to be able to tell you the story because I'm just trying to make sure you're alive. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Yeah. One thing I like that my parents did with us was they took film pictures, like, probably for the first, like, 10 years of my life situation. Same for my siblings, my big brother. And it's always cool to just, like, dig and, like, see, you know, mm -hmm. those singular moments. Like, it's actually crazy. I found some undeveloped film at my mama crib and developed it. And it was, like, from 2003. Mm -hmm. And... It was pictures of me when I was a baby, my sister when she was a baby, my grandma who passed two years later, there was pictures of her in there. Um, and it was an interesting thing, just like recently stepping into film photography, um, The there was a picture of my grandma sitting in a chair next to my brother and my auntie was sitting on the floor doing her makeup and shit. And I showed the picture to my, my auntie and my dad. I was like, hey, do y'all remember what conversation was going on, like, in this mm -hmm. picture? Mm -hmm. And they literally, you know, remembered it, even wow. though it was, like, a single frame yeah. from 20 years ago. Wow. You know what I mean? On, like, a random, like, I think it was a picture taken in, like, November yeah. or something like it that. Book it bookmarked it for them. Yeah. yeah. Like, the way we're going to look back at it is going to change, like... A screenshot if you met like if you met your partner on Instagram or something like yeah. that screenshot a slide into the DMs is like at some point might yeah if he's just like and yeah, here's the first true. time yeah. my dad jay down on my mom does it if you dog tail every single page in a book 
like do you start remembering what your bookmarks are well like? no i think what you i love the image that you describe with your family with you know your auntie on the floor putting on her makeup all of that it's what I hear when you're saying that is here's people that were busy living life. They were busy being yeah. in the moment and now we're busy capturing the moment. And I forget who it was, but there was an author that talked about, you know, going to the Louvre and like walking up to it in Paris and it's this beautiful sight. And he couldn't see one person that was just standing there looking at the Louvre because everybody was taking right. pictures of it. Right. So he was like, Nobody was there as much as they were spending time trying to uh, capture a moment where they could be there later. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. you're, the, the image of your family, they were busy being there. Yeah. And we're busy trying to capture something that yeah. will let us so be like there it's, later. It's... So talk to me about meeting your cousin, right? Like, what, what has happened as a result of these connections, like, of yeah. knowing yeah. these things? Um, when I last, the third to last time I was in Ghana um, was my first time seeing my grandma since I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So me at 17 was a completely, ver you know, different version of myself mm -hmm. than, um, you know, going there at 22. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that was, you know, the philosophy that I carried that I think I have because of you know, for the most part, the way like my peoples are is like the whole thing of coming as you are. Mm. Um, and that was like a really like, uh, not necessarily, I wouldn't say surprising, but it was good to like feel embraced. Similar to what you're saying, the, the thing that I feel right away there is of this little bit of anxiety of like, um, do I fit into this story? Or do I, um, am I going to be accepted as authentic in some way? Because you know right away, like, you, I'm sure some of your family in Ghana or anywhere might be like, oh, you look like so-and-so. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. like, yeah, and sure. to me, what that's saying is, is you're us. Like, you're yeah. with us. I can see it on yeah, your yeah, yeah. on your person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, the, your the way your eyes. Are, ooh, the way he just laughed yeah, looked like yeah, his yeah. uncle. Like yeah. that for me was like when I went to Mississippi and they said right away like, "Oh, you're a Johnson." Mm. I'm like, there's something that felt like I received a warm hug mm. in some way, and that I didn't even know I needed. Mm. Um, and I think that that's especially challenging. Um, well, I'll just say when I was went there, when I went there, I was I was taking some photos like I usually do. And one of my cousins that I hadn't met, her name was Nanye. She came up to me and she was like, "Hey, are you a photographer?" I said yes. We exchanged social, and she was like, "Hey, what is this? You know, conference that you're doing?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a conference for young creatives. You should totally come out." She lives in Tampa, and she decided to come out on a whim, and she came and stayed at our house. I had never met her. So our connection was her great-grandmother was my grandfather's sister. And so it's like we're at, you know, my crib, and neither one of us have had, like, a full conversation ever. But we share blood. <laughs> like, we share... Like, like the way she talks is similar to the way I talk. Mm -hmm. And we're like, 
it's almost like we're in a dark room that's like getting brighter and brighter and brighter as we talk. And I don't know. I think it's challenging at times because with black people specifically, there's this feeling of like, hey, and I think with everybody, but specifically with black people, it's acute because it's like, I want to make it better than the folks before me had. I want my... my my grandfather would say, I, I want this to be better than what I experienced. And so now I'm working on that for my kids. But the challenge with that is so often for black people, I find that, you know, making it better means going towards where opportunities are. Well, in America, especially in our cities, that happens to mean where white people are mm -hmm. a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And at least that's the notion. Whether or not that's true is a different conversation. So it's like, oh, I need, I want, I want you to go to these schools. I want you to go to this neighborhood. I want you to, you know, have access to this kind of food and whatever. And each step into those areas of new opportunity, it's like, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm providing something for my family that previous generations didn't have, but I'm also stepping away from a cultural aspect that identified me. And I think it's easy to get lost in that when you're trying to understand. That's why I love what you said about belonging, you know? Mm -hmm. Something of all of that concern gets taken care of when I go back to Mississippi and they say, you look like us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's so real. But like, I never actually felt related to anyone because I didn't have any family that was here. So none of my cousins were like actually my cousins mm. um, until I met them. And then it was like, I am related to somebody. Like, you know, I'm related to a lot of people, even the people who are back home. I'm also related to those people. But like, there is a place that like, I don't feel so different from everyone else when yeah. I like come to this place or I'm around those people and just like didn't understand how much like that meant to me. Um, at that time. And of course, I'm still grateful for the cousins that I grew up with calling cousins, even though we're not related in the same way they might be related to each other or that I am to other people. But I don't know. There's just something about just like, it's like, I don't, I don't have to explain to y'all why, why I fit here. You can, like you said, you see it on my face, sir. Yeah. I think that that is like, that's a human like guttural need mm -hmm. and it is the the thing that you're talking about i think is this desire to fit into a story larger than yourself mm -hmm. like you want to be attached to something mm -hmm. that's bigger than you sitting here existing in this moment right here yep. yeah that's so real so how so how do y'all feel like um your understanding of that um impacts the way you see community on a larger scale right like people out and about on the daily basis that you interact with that aren't necessarily like your family, but are your family through yeah. community? Yeah, I think like what's been interesting for me with like opening the art center and spending a lot of time there is that like where I opened, you know, the Fortune House out is like literally a block away from where I went to high school mm -hmm. and like a couple blocks away from my mama house. Mm -hmm. So like, it's literally my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I like am very just like, like I feel like I'm conscious of like the dynamics and the changes that the neighborhood has experienced. Mm -hmm. um, like when I graduated high school, where the store is was like a vacant lot. So sometimes I just be sitting there and I it's a vacant lot across the street and I'd be thinking like, damn, I remember like, I remember when this looked like that and now it looks like this mm -hmm. and my perception is changing. Um, 
and the familiarity it's so weird to say like the familiarity is refreshing but like after spending four years at a PWI spending like going up north every single day to Loyola started to see the importance of just like um of it's like it's weird to say it's not reconnecting because I'm you know I'm there but like really like being in community show like it's apartments above our art center like i know folks that live you know that live there and like they stop in the stove and like when we do movie nights they come out to the movie nights when we barbecue they come to the barbecues and shit and we don't even have to like they don't even see don't even see the flyers on they just be like oh they doing something outside we're going outside yeah center and I didn't even want to realize that the old leaders was across the street yeah, from bro. where the See, art center is. Yeah. You need to write this but then, out. But then my mama, her second her store in Hyde Park was next door to leaders. So it was yeah. like very full. Bro, the, you're taking, yeah. you are participating in a bigger story. And I think that that's, that's the, the thing that's so empowering. I'm like a tree in a bigger forest. Mm. I'm not just here by myself yeah, doing sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Because sure. that is like, I mean, Corey is one of my mentors, has been for forever. And he's someone that deeply understands this and has spoken it into my life. But it's just that thing of like, hey, when I come up and do my thing and it's my turn up to bat, I'm not the first one here. Yeah. Like, right. I'm yeah, actually yeah. representative. Yeah, and this is sure. what I was trying to talk about on Sunday, mm-hmm. was just this thing of like yo when you show up you are the continuation of whatever your ancestors whatever your father your grandfather had right. to say before you mm. and right. now you're about to say more yeah, than I mean, better it's, it's real. and more than they could have yeah. at that time it was even a point you know when we was shoot we was on the streets we was protesting three years ago and we oh, did meet yeah, we met yeah, protesting yeah. yeah um but my pops told me something like, yo, what y'all are doing right now is what I wished I could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's like the, like the epitome of like how generations progress. You know what but, I mean? That's what I, I was trying to come, say. Whoever come after like me, they gonna, you know what I mean? They're gonna like, go crazy. They're gonna go crazy. You know what I mean? All. That's stuff that we have to go all the way to you media to do. Right. Exactly. And they yeah. fall. But, but what I'm like, saying yeah. is, is like, that's what I meant when I was saying the, the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Where my father and his father before them, he was just worried about like, hey, how can we make sure that there's food on the table? He didn't have the chance to like tend to his mental health. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the chance to do breathing exercises. Oh, he didn't no. have a chance to go to the community art center run by a dude like you. Mm-hmm. Like that just wasn't even accessible. Mm-hmm. But now it is. Mm-hmm. And now you are going through that process and exploring like, yo, I'm just getting started. Like what else could I do? What could I empower you to do? Yeah. So to answer your original question, how does that inform the way, you know, I approach my work? Man, what I think my purpose is, is to, you know, activate people's purpose by living my own. Mm. And what I mean when I say that is I think your purpose is embedded in your story. I think finding your story has the ability to unlock purpose and healing in your life. And once you're finding that story, and that's why I say you should write that, because you just said part of the story. Like, just without even thinking, you're like, yep. It's this, this, and this. And you're acting within that. And when people act within their story, 
it is incredibly powerful, the impact that they can have. So all of my work with True Chicago, all my work with Kindred, at the end of the day, it needs to be doing that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, everyone that I'm inviting into a space is here. We are trying to help each other find our story and find out what we need to do, what our role is within that story. Because mm -hmm. the story's been happening before we even got here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now my job is to act within it. So yeah, that's the goal. That's so real. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I wrote a poem about that as well. Like my my dad came to this country for school, um, and so was the first one to go to like one of the first to go to school, right? And then and he's from the village, and his parents couldn't read or write, right? And so then like and their parents like his you know his dad also was like there when like missionaries came to like our village and things like right. that and that's just like one generation up and now I'm like I write things like for money like as a job and mm -hmm. I never understood when my dad like was like you know like yeah I think it's really good that like you're a good writer obviously he's like you're going to be poor but like he was also like you know you're really good at writing there's a lot of like I think that's an important skill to have and then one day he's also like yeah your grandparents couldn't write anything I've not never seen them write or read anything and I'm just like that's that's so real. I, I wasn't even realizing, like, at that time, I wasn't realizing. You know, my dad, my middle name is, is Carol, after Carol Mosley Braun. Yeah. And so I, I wrote a cover story about, like, first black women in politics last year. And she was one of the people who were in that story. And I gave, my dad's like, can I have a copy of that? And then he's like, you know, that's why your middle name is Carol. And I'm like, you never told me that. And she was in the story. And I was like... You didn't think that was important to tell me? He, and I, without that knowledge, I ended up being like into politics and things like that naturally. But like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like my, like my dad seeing his like surroundings and being like, wow, here in this country, here are all these things that I'm inspired by that are so different than mm -hmm. anything we were ever able to do and like take yeah. this thing and go, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thinking about the church that my dad went to when he like first came to this country and like, now that neighborhood feels like it's also a neighborhood that I grew up in because like my dad's like, and when I was really poor, I would go to church. So I was like, go oh, give me something to eat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing, you know? But also, right, like the, the fact that it was out south, you know, right. where people have this idea of like collective, like survival or like just like community, like being like, we have to help each other out in order to survive. But like if my dad immigrated to maybe somewhere that wasn't, like that people wouldn't have been so willing to help out because they'd be like well, why should i help you you know yeah individualism yeah. is a facet of white supremacy okay um so Absolutely. um and on that note um yeah so y'all talked about the organizations that y'all are running anything that y'all want to plug um yeah i mean we got an art center on 44th and cottage grove so um 4410 south cottage grove um yeah, we have some exhibitions coming up, uh, working on one called How We See Things right now. Um, starting, uh, restarting the study room, the literature program. So trying to, you know, do like book clubs in the space. Um, we giving away free canvas through the winter because we have a really cool partnership going on right now with ILA Creative Studio, Rachel. Um, yeah, just day-to-day -day things. But yes, we will have free canvas for. <laughs> yeah, um, we just had our uh, conference, um, and we are going to be. We'll have the same conference uh, at the end of next summer um, 
for True Chicago at the Chicago History Museum, but then um, we do regular uh, mentorship programs where we do um, portfolio and um, mentorship reviews, and that's open to anybody who wants to check it out. Um, and really, it's just a chance to get your work looked at by a high-level creative professional. Well, okay, cool. Well, thanks y'all so much. Thanks for sitting and chatting with me. That was beautiful. Once again, I am Naira. This has been Shit Talks. <laughs>